This episode of the Savannah Zombie Podcast is brought to you by Valhalla Books and their new anthology, The Devil's Do, where nothing is as it seems. It's 13 stories by 13 awesome authors about making deals that go wrong. You can check it out at ValhallaBooks.com. listening to the savannah zombie podcast the podcast of author josh vasquez that's me and this is the podcast where i talk about all kinds of tiny things i talk about books and writing and zombies and star wars sometimes sometimes i talk about just just all kinds of uh just uh nerdy stuff plus uh you know what i do writing and um uh you know storytelling and all that fun 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 stuff so uh hey yeah so i took um i took last week off um not kind of planning to it just kind of happened that way um just kind of after thanksgiving you know time kind of is just like what is time you know like what day is it um and uh yeah so i kind of just uh, the end of november first week i guess of december which is kind of like oh yeah i forgot to do the podcast <laughs> so anyways but uh yeah so we're back it's december um and uh yeah so it's almost uh it's almost christmas time it's a little bit more people are a little bit more in the uh the christmas feeling now now that it's december i know a lot of people uh, I'm I'm normally one of them. I'm normally one of them. Uh, I don't like to do Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. I really enjoy just this season of fall um, and all the fun stuff that goes along with it, um, from Halloween to Thanksgiving. And uh, I just don't like it. Uh, I don't like it shortchanged by uh, all the Christmas stuff that starts getting put up in Walmart in like September. And uh, yeah, so anyways, but yeah, it's December now and uh, it's December the 9th when I'm recording this and uh, it's early morning, I'm on my way to work and uh, I'm kind of, uh, kind of wondering how it's going to sound, if it's going to sound a little bit different, uh, I'll have to listen back to it. I am in a different vehicle, um, so I've changed up, I guess upgraded from the van to a, uh, a truck, bought my fa- father-in-law's old truck. So, uh, yeah, so it might sound a little bit different. The, the background noises might be just a little bit, uh, just a little bit different than what you're used to hearing in the background. So hopefully it doesn't throw you off too much. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So just up top, uh, just a reminder, uh, Valhalla Books, we released the anthology there on Halloween. It's doing pretty good. It's got a bunch of good reviews. If you haven't had the chance to go check it out, now's a good time and if you have checked it out if you have read it and we really appreciate those reviews i guess like certain uh amazon algorithms kick in once you get a certain amount of reviews i don't remember what it was exactly uh but i remember uh, me and adam were talking about it um and uh yeah it's uh, it's one of those things like when you're an indie author you kind of need as much help as you can get um and uh yeah i mean it's it, and that's i mean that's one of the cool things about i guess uh self-publishing through amazon is it's 
super accessible for, for indies and if you're just on your own and all that stuff. Um, and I mean, you really, I mean, you get the same tools that like a big publisher would have. They just tend to have, you know, more money to throw at it. Um, and they can do stuff like ads and stuff like that. Um, but really, I mean, all the same tools that they have and all the same algorithms that affect their books are the same ones that um, affect yours. So if you're a, a budding young author or if you have a, a book in you that you're trying to work on and get out, um, yeah, there's there's plenty of room at the at the table. And uh, Amazon's, you know, Amazon's concern is selling books, you know, that's what they're, well, as far as the the book, uh, the book department goes, I don't know what all their, all their concerns are, but yeah, as far as, you know, the book department goes, like, yeah, they, they just want to sell some books, they don't care if you're an indie published, or if you're a traditional published, or, you know, if you're Stephen King, man, they just want to sell some books, so they're going to do whatever they can to get the best-selling books out there, whether it's, uh, somebody that you never heard of, or it's, you know, Dean Koontz, or something like that. And anyway, so yeah, all that to say this, if you haven't checked out the anthology, hey, uh, really appreciate if you do, and if you do, leave a review, and if you leave a review, yeah, tell some tell some other people, you know, Christmas is around the corner, we got paperbacks now, the paperback is available, uh, I got five copies myself, uh, one for myself, and probably four to, uh, you know, uh, you know, give away or do something with. And, uh, yeah, we got it in, uh, the local, uh, uh, it's called Neighborhood, uh, Comics, um, and they are in Savannah, and you can go to a little, uh, we got a little, uh, not kiosk, but a little stand in there of some Valhalla books, um, or you can just order it on Amazon, hey, and have it in two days, uh, with that Amazon Prime shipping, uh, but, yep. We appreciate you guys uh, helping uh, helping out and enjoying uh, our books. Uh, that anthology's got a bunch of great stories in it, um, and it was a lot of fun to write mine. So uh, yeah, check it out. Um, and then also up top, Dead Pixel Pictures. Uh, we released the first Oh No Zombies on Black Friday. So if you haven't checked that out yet, um, go check it out. Just I think it's like maybe maybe a minute and a half, just a little short thing. Um, and we'll, we've already got a bunch, bunch more planned, so we're going to kind of just, uh, just keep working on those, and, um, kind of once we start to get a couple out, people might kind of see the, the, the shtick to it, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in, I, in my opinion, I think it becomes a little bit funnier then, so, anyways, that's, that's all the stuff up top, uh, hey, how's it going? You guys doing alright? Yeah? I feel like it's quieter in the truck, um, I, probably because I don't have all that change jangling around. <laughs> I had so much like uh, change in my little uh, cup holder thing there. And uh, yeah, there's none of that in here. So, uh, but yeah. So I think I mentioned it in the podcast. Um, if I didn't, I'll just do a quick recap. Like if, probably, I don't know, maybe like a month ago. I was recording a podcast episode. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did mention it. I was recording a podcast episode on my way home from work, and I was in uh, that uh, afternoon traffic. Person, uh, four cars in front of me, was trying to get over, but they couldn't because the middle lane was full of cars trying to turn at the stoplight behind us. They couldn't get over, so they stopped. The person behind them slammed on their brakes. 
the person in front of me and behind them slammed on their brakes. I slammed on my brakes and then I hit the person in front of me. Uh, so it wasn't bad. Mostly the damage was done to my van. Um, so, but yeah, the other two people just like drove off like nothing happened because to them nothing did happen. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the front of my van was all smashed in. Um, the, like the grill was broken up and yeah, it was, it was just kind of a, it, it looked worse than what it really was. The radiator was, is bent a little bit, but it's still like functional. So anyways, I stopped at the, uh, the scrap yard yesterday and looked for some, uh, some replacement parts and I just happened to find a 2003 Windstar, man. So, uh, yeah, I pulled the, and, and like, uh, I started asking, I was walking through like kind of like the scrapyard like all the cars are set up in rows and i'm like man all these cars are like these cars are smashed man like the what are the chances now of me finding a a good front end of one and lo and behold man i found one so i found found some replacement parts for the van i'm gonna get it uh cleaned up a little bit and then uh try to sell that thing so uh bye bye van it's been nice and i'm gonna miss you so much so many podcast episodes recorded in the van <sighs> Anyways, but yeah, so it's December, and uh, December means you were going to say Christmas, I was going to say Star Wars, um, but yeah, so it seems like, I mean, ever since Disney bought Star Wars, like, December has been the month for Star Wars, and uh, I'm a little, I'm a little bummed that there's no, like, big Star Wars thing um, this December. Now, of course, we have The Mandalorian on uh, TV um, that's just, that's another episode, like, I really wanted to do an episode last year on The Mandalorian, of the first season, and, uh, yeah, so I just, I, I think that's when I was kind of, like, falling out of the podcast, and, uh, and I just, uh, I just didn't do it, man, and it, the show is so good, but, uh, there's, that aside, that's, that's its own episode, um, Star Wars doesn't have like a big, uh, like a big thing this, uh, this year. And then especially like with last year, like it was the rise of Skywalker. Like it was the last of the, you know, the nine movies, the last of the Skywalker saga. And it was not only that, but it's the last of the, the sequel trilogy. And it just, it had all this, all this hype and everything was building up to it. And this year, like there ain't been nothing, man. And, and then on top of like, you know, the, uh, coronavirus and COVID, like, they just kind of, like, like, there's been no movies this year, like, like, there was some movies early in the, it, early in the year, like, and kind of right up into spring, but, like, man, it's just been, like, this movie desert, uh, me and my buddy at work, Lawrence, will always talk about it. it's like, man, there's so many good movies that were supposed to come out this year, and it's just so crazy how things, like, have changed as far as, like, you know, just movie making, and then, you know, just watching movies, you know, you can't even go to the theater anymore. And if you do, you, you know, you're only a certain amount of people are let in there and you, you gotta, like, take all these precautions and stuff like that. That's just weird, man. Like, uh, I feel like I didn't really go to the movies, like, that much. But there was those, like, big ones that, you know, you had to go to, like, the, like, Infinity War and, like, Endgame and Star Wars, like, you know, those big movies. You had to go see in theaters, you know, that's just the way, the, that's the way you gotta see it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man, and stuff's starting to kind of, like, slowly move to streaming, like, HBO uh, Max and Warner Brothers, they, 
announced recently that Wonder Woman 84 was going to be released on uh, in theaters, but also at the same time on HBO Max. And now, like just this past week, they've released that they're going to release their whole 20 uh, 21 lineup on HBO Max. I mean, same same day as a uh, as theater. I'm just like, man, that's that's just crazy, dude. It's just crazy. But uh, yeah, so there's there's no big Star Wars event this December, you know, other than the Mandalorian and Mandalorian season two has been knocking it out of the park. It's been super crazy good. Um, even I feel like if you're not like a like a I don't want to even say a diehard Star Wars fan, like just like a you know a casual Star Wars fan. You like you know what's hap like you know the characters like when you're doing like even if like you're just like kind of just uh you're not into Star Wars. It's such a good show, man. It's such it's got like Western vibes and like uh, like the it it just draws from all the influences that kind of influenced uh, Lucas when he was making the movie. Um, uh, old GL, you know George Lucas. Uh, yeah, and just, I think that's one of the things that The Mandalorian gets right, man. It's just that they aren't just basing this off of Star Wars, but they're basing it off of the influences that influence Star Wars. Like, that makes sense. Like, when George Lucas made Star Wars, like, he was inspired by things like the Flash Gordon serials and Kurosawa's, uh like uh samurai movies and westerns and whether you know it's the seven samurai or uh what's the the western um western equivalent of that the magnificent seven yeah yeah like and it's just got all this stuff like kind of like rolled into each other and then like let's make a space opera out of it and that's what star wars is right and I think that's one of the things that kind of, like, when they were making the Disney sequels, you know, the uh, the new trilogy, I think they just didn't, I don't know if they just didn't just get that, or they just were trying to do, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to get into it, because that's kind of what I want to talk about today, but just to finish up, man, that Mandalorian, dude, if you're not watching that, um, I will, if you're, like, on the fence about Disney+, Plus. I mean, I get it, because there's not a ton of content on there yet, um, but if they're doing as good a job on The Mandalorian as they do on, like, these Marvel shows, like, I don't I think I might have said that, like, kind of in reverse, <laughs> if they do a good of, as good a job on these Marvel shows as they're doing on The Mandalorian, then Disney Plus is going to be freaking sweet once it starts getting its stuff made and again that's another thing that like uh i think wandavision comes out i want to say at the end of this month and then um but like covid i know they've uh kind of had to slow down production on the falcon and winter soldier and you know other stuff so but yeah if you're on the fence about disney plus i mean at least check out the mandalorian um, do a free trial. There's, yeah, free trials for Disney Plus everywhere because they're trying to get, they're trying to get on your TV and in your, in your home. Excuse me, there's a little, little coffee burp. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even like, uh, like Fortnite right now. Like if you, if you buy some, uh, some V Bucks on Fortnite, you get like two months free of Disney Plus, which, 
just crazy. Uh, although, you know, Fortnite has, has been doing some crazy stuff lately. Like, the whole last season was Marvel, and there's all these superheroes. This week, they got the Man... Or not this week. This season, they got the Mandalorian on there, so you can get that. You can collect all his all his armor. Just, just fun times. Fun times. Um, I kind of hate that, like, all these, like, big companies are doing, like, like super well um, during the kind of uh, pandemic uh, quarantine times, but at the same time, like, I, I know there's a sense, like, they do want to make money, but I feel like a lot of big companies have been trying to, like, alleviate the stress of being home or kind of being stuck in the house and, like, all that stuff, like, I don't know, like, I feel like this was a good year for entertainment, um, especially for like indies, people who could like like pivot more quickly. Like I know indie authors were able to kind of like write books and stuff like that a little bit more this year. Now I'm not one of them because uh, your boy's still an essential worker. He out there they're throwing down them essential services. <laughs> so um, hey, ain't no rest for your boy uh, Josh Vasquez. He's still he's still working that that 40 plus. <laughs> Which, you know, like, it's one of those things, like, I'm I'm very thankful to still have my job and, you know, continue to be working throughout this whole thing and, um, you know, still, you know, have a steady stream of income. And I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, it's been an extremely rough year. Um, they're not sure how things are, are going to pan out for them. So don't hear me, it's like, saying these things lightly. Um, but at the same time, I was just like, man, it'd just be nice just to have, like, a week off, <laughs> like, and, uh, but, yeah, so, anyways, let's, let's talk about Star Wars, you know, let's talk about it, um, I'm gonna take a sip of this coffee real quick before it gets too cold, <laughs> mm-hmm, I, I gotta get used to the cup holder placement in here, man, it's a little bit different, everything's kind of in a, a little bit different spot, luckily, the truck is, uh, it's a Ford F-150, so, it's kind of similar, you know, it's kind of like the, I mean, the Windstars, uh, you know, Fords are kind of set up a little bit, uh, a little bit the same way. So, luckily it's not too different, but yep, things are in different places. Um, so, yeah, the thing about Star Wars uh, that I was kind of wanting to talk about, um, well, originally I wanted to talk about like Star Wars and storytelling and like how like it kind of influenced my books. But I feel like I've done that before in like multiple episodes, so I was like, I don't want to rehash, um, rehash stuff and people be listening. Like, so I listened this whole this whole time just to hear you talk about something you already talked about. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Star Wars. Uh, the thing that I do want to talk about this today um, is yeah. So like. It's been a year since uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, since the uh, uh, sequel trilogy has come to an end and the Skywalker, uh, Skywalker uh, saga has come to an end for now. Because, you know, they always be saying that Skywalker saga comes to an end. But do it really, you know? Return of the Jedi, you're like, you know what? That's it. No more Star Wars. And then we went so long. Like, I grew up with Star Wars on, like, videotape. And then, you know, like, never even thought that I'd see a Star Wars movie in theaters. And then, next thing you know, here come these special editions. And, and I get to get, I go get to see Star Wars in theaters, and it's awesome. And I'm like, alright, cool. And then, next thing you know, you got the prequels. And I'm like, what? And I know people, like, um, especially, like, you know, like, older people. 
people that grew up with Star Wars, like the original trilogy, like, uh, kind of didn't like the prequels, but a lot of younger people, like, that was, that was our Star Wars, that's what we grew up, you know, we grew up with, like, maybe the original trilogy, but we saw the prequels in theaters, man, and that Star Wars experience in theaters, like, it's just, it's just different, man, it just hits different, it's like that McDonald's Sprite, you know, it's just got that, you know, and, uh, yeah, so, and I felt like, I feel like probably like a lot of younger, uh, younger people and younger kids feel the same way about the sequel trilogy, like, that was, that's their Star Wars, you know, they got to see that in theaters, um, but, yeah, so, anyways, the sequel trilogy has been out for a year, and I've had thoughts about it, you know, I've tried to, uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit more recently, kind of, you know, like I said, December, no big Star Wars stuff, so I'm kind of like revisiting, you know, I'm revisiting the sequel trilogy. And uh, so everybody pretty much really, really liked The Force Awakens when it came out. Like, for the most part, pretty generally, uh, generally reviewed well. And, uh, and yeah, like, not too many people had a problem with The Force Awakens, um, except maybe your boy right here, Josh. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. All right? So then after um, Force Awakens comes out, Solo comes out. Solo comes, not Solo, excuse me, Rogue One comes out, Rogue One comes out, and while not a part of the sequel trilogy, pretty generally well received, a lot of people like it, some people said, you know, it's not that, it's not just a, a, a very evenly made movie, which obviously if you know the behind the scenes, uh, the director uh, pretty much wasn't uh, removed, but the third act was kind of reworked, I think, with a different director kind of deal. So you kind of feel some disjointedness, but for the most part, pretty well received. Everybody really liked the characters and was kind of disappointed that, you know, they don't make it through the end. Spoilers, if you haven't seen Rogue One, which came out in 2016, 2016, I think it was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but th that Vader scene, though, at the end, worth the price of admission. And, like, it's super good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so pretty much well-received. And then The Last Jedi came out, and people were pretty much divided right down the middle on this one. Uh, you either really loved The Last Jedi or you hated it. Me personally, I kind of find myself more on the love side. I'm not saying that the movie doesn't have its flaws, but for the most part, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi, and we'll get back into that in a second on why. And then, uh, so after The Last Jedi came out, Star Wars fandom was kind of much, pretty much like blown up, and everybody was super divided on it. People were, you know, boycotting Kathleen Kennedy, wanted her taken off a of Lucasfilm, and uh, yeah, it was just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Uh, just all the amount of backlash and the different backlash. People were like, uh, like harassing, uh, like one of the actresses, uh, the girl that plays Rose. I'm forgetting her first name. Mm. I can't remember her first name. 
know her last name is Tran, but I can't remember. I'm going with Blank. Sorry. Sorry, actress that plays Rose in The Last Jedi and very briefly Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but people like like straight up like harassing her on like uh, like Instagram and like causing her to like shut down her Instagram account because people were just being dicks. Don't be dicks, people. Like if you don't like a character, just move on with your life. You know, like like ah, it's just crazy. Uh, but uh, and uh, yeah, so but like the last Jedi really like polarized. Uh, Star Wars, uh, the fandom and all that stuff, and you got the rise of kind of like toxic uh, fandom and like how, you know, people are just going to be upset with no matter what you do and stuff like that. Just a real, just a real bummer, you know, like I just like Star Wars, I just give me whatever you got kind of deal. Um, and then after that came out, Solo came out, which was, uh, you know, another separate story and talks about the kind of, not so much like the origin story of Han Solo, but just kind of a little bit of how he became who he was, how he met Chewie, and how he came across the Millennium Falcon. And you know what? I love Solo, man. Solo is a fun movie. All, everybody said that Solo that was a bad movie. You guys can, you guys can suck a D. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, I really like Solo. It was fun. It was funny. Um, it just just was just a fun movie. And you could kind of tell that, like, uh, now, again, like, there's a bunch of uh, background stuff going on here. That the original directors, uh, the guys who did the Lego movie, can't remember their first names either. But I know their last names are uh, Lord and Miller. I want to say Chris Lord and Mark? No, not Mark Miller. I can't remember. I can't remember names, man. But I also wasn't prepared to, or ready to, <laughs> to do this episode today. But, um, yeah, so they were originally directing it, and then Disney was kind of like, ah, we're not really feeling this, and then kind of pulled them off. And then uh, Ron Howard came in to finish it. And uh, so, anyways, like, the budget kind of blew up with that and uh disney spent way too much money on this movie that should have been a little bit more uh not low budget but you know lower budget for a star wars movie and uh yeah so like that was the big thing you know it's like oh it's the first blockbuster of failure for star wars no you just spent way too much money on this one like when you had to switch directors and stuff like that like like that's that's what happened it's a good movie I enjoyed it. I really hope they continue the storyline, or some of the storyline. I really love all of the actors in there. Uh, the the young guy that plays uh, Han Solo, I feel like he did a great job. Not trying to uh, imitate uh, Harrison Ford, but just you know, kind of just be his own Han Solo kind of deal, but also catch all the mannerisms and stuff. It was just fun, just a fun movie. And, but people, yeah, people were divided over that. And they were saying, well, it's a blockbuster failure. We definitely got to get Star Wars away from Kathleen Kennedy now. Uh, meanwhile, you know, like, uh, Rebels finished strongly. And then, uh, um, what, uh, Clone Wars came back for a final season. It was amazing. Mandalorian was getting off the ground last year and was just blowing it out the park. Like, she's had her hand in all these other things and they've been doing super well. So, anyways, and I think all of that just kind of goes back to The Force Awakens, but we'll get we'll get back into it. Probably going to be a two-parter today because I'm almost to work. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and then fi finally, you know, the, the end of the Skywalker saga comes in. Rise of Skywalker um, comes out last year, and pretty much still, you know, people still divide about that one. Still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it, man. I really, I enjoyed it. Like I had fun watching it in the theaters. Um, I felt like the pace was like breakneck pace. It's like, dude, take a breath. It was like, it, it was like a guy, you know, just imagine a podcast where just one guy just talks like nonstop. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it, it kind of felt like that. It felt like you were trapped in the corner with that kid that knows way too much about Star Wars. And he's just rattling off things about Star Wars. And you don't know what the heck he's talking about. Um... But yeah, you're you're just like yeah, man. I like Star Wars too, and he's just like, oh yeah. Well, this and then then this and then then this happened and then this happened. And you're like, bro, dude, I like Star Wars, but dude, calm down, dude. And and it's just yeah, it was just it's just an interesting. Just, yeah, like I said, I'm still digesting Rise of Skywalker, kind of. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know, my opinions on on these movies, they all really stem back to. The Force Awakens, and so this past weekend I started watching it. I didn't finish it because <laughs> that's what you do when you're a parent. You start watching things and then you don't finish it. Um, I started watching Force Awakens with the uh, with the director's commentary on there, a little J.J. Abrams action. It's like, well, it's, and I don't remember ever watching the director's commentary on The Force Awakens, and that's normally something that I do. Like, I remember watching it with uh, the Last Jedi, which the Last Jedi's one's pretty good. Uh, Ryan Johnson talking about it was a lot of fun, and I remember watching the director's commentary with uh, with uh, Rise of Skywalker. I just and then I was like, it was just like weird because I was like, I have no, I have no memory of watching The Force Awakens with the director's commentary. So I uh, booted it up on Disney Plus. Uh, another awesome reason to get Disney Plus is like a lot of the movies and stuff they have like the special features there too, um, so you can watch all those. Um, so yeah, I booted up on Disney Plus and watched The Force Awakens with the director's commentary. And I'm just listening to JJ talk. Just listening to him talk about making this movie and like pretty much all my feelings about The Force Awakens. Like, it all makes sense when listening to the director's commentary. Listening to JJ talk about making, making that movie. And just the whole time I'm like, just makes so much sense you know so force awakens while you know universally generally mostly beloved by you know most people as a great restart to the star wars universe my issues with it when it first came out is i remember just being one like in awe watching a new star wars thinking I would, you know, never get a new Star Wars again, and then at the same time, the more I watch it, I'm like, this is a new hope, man, this is like exactly the same movie, like almost to a T, man, like start off on a, on a desert planet, um, they go into space, um, they gotta stop. They gotta get a droid to the resistance. 
they got to um, blow up this super weapon. Um, it's pretty much just a giant Death Star. And there is some kind of serious flaw in the way that this thing is built that will cause you to blow up one thing and then it will blow up everything with just a little bit of X-Wing power? Come on, dude. What? This is same movie, all right? And then at the same time as I'm watching it, I'm like, I know the original cast is in here. Now Han Solo, he got a pretty decent sized part. You barely see um, Princess Leia, excuse me, General Leia. And then, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen The Force Awakens for some reason in the past five years. You get like maybe 30 seconds of Luke Skywalker and he don't say nothing. And I was a little disappointed by that. And I kind of let the theater be like, I thought there's going to be a little bit more, you know? Like, I thought, you know, I feel like the story, that was, I feel like The Force Awakens is a prologue. And I feel like. Like, that's, that's cool and all, but I feel like the story starts right there. That's where the story starts, you know? And it's just crazy listening to J.J. Abrams talk about this and talk about all the other stuff that they had in this movie, but they cut out. I was like, you cut out more? Like, there's more stuff in this movie that you cut out? That you didn't? That you that that you felt you didn't need? Oh, okay. I mean, I guess... You know, like the way A New Hope starts is that you're in space and then all of a sudden, bound, bow, 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 pew, 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 laser, laser battle, you know, starship battle in the middle of space and you're just in the middle of it. And then you cut to C-3PO and R2-D2 in the ship and it's getting all battered around and stuff like that and stuff getting all blown up and whatnot. And yeah, man, like, like. Boom, now you're in the movie and it's going. I just felt like, I don't know, man, like uh, Force Awakens kind of started off like that, but as I didn't need this information. I didn't need all this. So it was just kind of weird, but uh, I'm at work now, so I'm going to have to finish this thoughts later. Get a little bit more into the director's commentary by J.J. Abrams and The Force Awakens and why, in my opinion, I think that's where it went all wrong for Disney. And I think they've been paying paying the price for that ever since. Um, but yeah, I'm at work, so I'll you, you'll hear me in a few seconds. It'll be, a, well, a few seconds. There might be a couple ads in the middle there. You know how cuts to make that revenue. Um, but, uh, which isn't much, just, you know, just between me and you guys <laughs> but um hey those pennies add up so i'll see you guys uh see you guys in a little bit i'm gonna go work a full work day adios this episode of the savannah zombie podcast is brought to you by valhalla books upcoming anthology the devil's do nothing is ever as it seems ill-begotten wealth, fame, and glory come at a high price. Featuring award-winning authors and Horror Writers Association members, The Devil's Due offers enthralling horror stories of underhanded deals gone awry. And if you pre-order it now, it'll deliver to your device 
on Halloween. Yes, that's right. October 31st of this year. Halloween's not canceled, y'all. So go ahead and go out there and pre-order it now. I've got a story in it. I think it's pretty good. You should definitely check it out. Alright, welcome back y'all. Uh, not so much for y'all because it's what just been just a matter of just a matter of moments. Um, but for me it's been several hours. Um, hey, so yeah, get back into uh, podcast mode and um, yeah, good times, good times. Alright, so let's see where were we at? We're talking about Star Wars, we're talking about the new Disney trilogy of films, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. See, when we, uh, when I, I'm kind of just trying to work my way back into this thing, too, because, you know, I don't prepare for these things. Um, but anyways, when I left off, we were talking about, uh, J.J. Abrams and about how I listened to the director's commentary for The Force Awakens. And uh, just listening to him, I'm like, man, this kind of just, just kind of makes sense on like why things kind of didn't work out, and why I feel the way I do about um, the Force Awakens. And uh, yeah, so let's get this intro music out of here because we're back in the, we're back in the zone now, back in the podcast. And uh, yeah, so my feelings about. The Force Awakens, where how just similar it was to um, a new death or not a new death. That's my book, guys. <laughs> um, a new hope, a new hope, uh, which is uh, Episode Four, um, or you know, just the original Star Wars. Um, just how similar the Force Awakens, the storylines were. That it's just kind of very similar, and um, this you know. There was some reasoning behind why they did that. They were just trying to, as they started something new, try to make it familiar and uh, stuff like that, which I get, I understand. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like that was like one of the things that kind of just was, it wasn't really a strength uh, to the movie. And it's, I don't know, it's just, as I was listening to the director's commentary, um, with J.J. Abrams, and he's just talking about, he's talking about, like, all, like, the little details that they, they put into the movie, and just talking about, like, so we didn't use CGI for this, this is all practical, because we wanted to be doing practical things like they did in the original trilogy, to give it that feel, and to, uh, to give it that, uh, you know, the, you know, just basically the sense of, like, the original Star Wars, and, like, I get the reasoning behind that, but like it was just like over and over again like listening to him was like all right so this is like practical and like we did this and we didn't use cgi for this and stuff like that because like one of the big things uh that people didn't like about the prequels was the use of cgi and like i understand that i get it it doesn't seem real and the actor's performance in those movies can sometimes feel a little bit wooden because they're not you know they're not reacting to something they're not uh acting with uh you know another person or they are it's like you know the person's wearing a like a tennis ball on their head or something like that you know and it's just not the it's not the same right 
and uh, yeah, so it's just uh, he kept going on and on about like all these different things that they did, and they put so much thought into I guess like how they were making the movie um, that I think the story kind of suffered from that, and I think the story is a big deal of kind of how the the uh, sequel trilogy just I don't. I, I like them, like, don't get me wrong, but I just think, like, the, that's one of the big flaws of it, is the story's just kind of weak, um, because you got these, these new characters, um, Ray, Finn, and Poe, and you think they're gonna be, like, the, you know, like, Han, and, and Luke, and Leia, and they're gonna be, like, the, this, this trilogy's, uh, you know, trio of main characters, and, um, yeah, they're, like, barely like barely with each other in in, in the first movie uh, Poe and uh, Finn get separated and you think Poe's dead for a little bit and you're like really like I thought he was like I thought he's gonna be like the next like Han Solo kind of deal and like he was you know not gonna and now he's gone and um, then Poe and Ray get you know they meet up and they kind of team up and then uh, they end up getting separated and now Poe's uh, po working with Han Solo and they get separated and now Poe's back with Rey and Finn's or, or not Poe sorry excuse me Finn Finn gets back with uh, um, with Rey but then uh, Poe comes back on the scene he's not dead he's alive and uh, yeah they just I don't know like I guess maybe it's like one of those like assumptions that you kind of thought that they would be the the next big three kind of deal and they weren't um but yeah like i feel like the storyline was kind of so close to a new hope it didn't really feel like a new thing it kind of feel like rehashed almost at least in my mind i was like and i know i kind of mentioned it before the the break in the podcast episode here but like it's almost like the force awakens is kind of like the prologue like you I guess kind of could have done away with some of that like I don't know like it it was a really hard thing I guess for them starting off this this trilogy because you don't know these new characters and you need some kind of background on them at the same time but then like with a new hope like we're not you know we don't get too much backstory on Han, Luke, and Leia, you just got, like, you get these little pieces, like, as the story's happening. Um, like, we know that, uh, Luke, like, he's, uh, uh, he lives with his aunt and uncle on Tatooine, they're moisture farmers, and, uh, his dad was a, a, a pilot during the Clone Wars, um, or, as his uncle tells him, like, a, a freighter pilot, um, come to find out his, his father was a Jedi Knight, which he didn't even know about, and you just got, like, these little glimpses of who Luke is, but you also get glimpses of, like, who these characters are through the way that they act, you know, it's definitely a, more of a, a, a show kind of, uh, you know, don't tell kind of thing, and I feel like with, uh, with The Force Awakens, like, you're basically, you know, you, Ray is this mysterious person. She doesn't really have a past, or she's been on Jakku for oh, however long since a little girl, and but like she doesn't really know like 
what her story is. And then Finn's a, he's a stormtrooper, but now he doesn't want to be a stormtrooper, even though they're programmed from birth to be a stormtrooper. And it's just really, uh, just really strange because, uh, yeah, it's just like, in, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I felt like their characters were like kind of, like they spent more time developing them, but by the end of the movie, like we really don't know them any more than what we do at the beginning of the movie, you know, like with A New Hope, you know, Luke starts off as this naive, like, farm boy, and who just dreams about, you know, being a pilot one day, or just going to the academy, and by the end of the movie, you know, he's blown up the, the Death Star, he's, uh, he's on his way to becoming a Jedi Knight, and, uh, he's a part of the Rebellion, um, then you got uh, Princess Leia. She's, you know, Princess of Alderaan. She gets captured. Her planet gets blown up. And then at the end, she becomes, I mean, she's a key, like, she's now a, a key uh, member of the Rebellion now that her father's gone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, she's feisty. She, like, she's, like, I guess a not really so much a damsel in distress because even though she's captured i mean once she gets out of the cell she quickly takes charge and is kind of annoyed with how <laughs> how much han and luke don't have a plan to get out of there and uh you definitely uh you definitely see development there as far as you know you think she's this damsel in distress but it turns out she she really not you know and then you got han you got han uh as starting off as this uh, uh, pirate smuggler and, you know, only cares about himself and you think he's gonna, like, uh, you know, he doesn't really, he just, he's out there looking out for number one and then by the end of the movie you realize that he's got, like, the heart of gold and he uh, he's looking out for, uh, he's looking out for Luke and he comes back and he helps save the day. Now he's a part of this, this thing that he swore he would never be a part of and all that and, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, there's there's development there. And then when you get into, you know, Empire Strikes Back, it gets a lot deeper. And then uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, you, you still continue, continue to see that, that character growth. <sighs> the sequel trilogy, Disney's trilogy, um, I guess, I don't know, like, it just in my opinion, Force Awakens is almost like you could have started it like more towards the end of the, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I just feel like, just, just, it tries to feel so much like Star Wars and like, like JJ talks about it. Like, all right, well they did this in the original Star Wars and they did this and so we did it like that too and like all this stuff and we did this practical and all, all these things and I think one of the things about the sequel trilogy is like their influence for, for their movies are the original trilogy like the original movies where star wars like originally it was influenced by so many different things which i think i mentioned in the beginning of the episode like there it started george lucas was influenced by these these space operas flash gordon and and buck rogers and, and then westerns and then the samurai films and stuff like that and there's all these different things in mythology and like uh like a fairy tale like all all, all this stuff kind of like influenced him and he was able to create uh like this this story and um 
it I mean went over many different uh, iterations in in the beginning. I'm currently reading this book right now. It's uh, it's the first three movies screenplays, but it's got like all like it's basically annotated like notes and stuff like that of like how the story evolved and how George Lucas uh, you know pretty much evolved the story from his like first draft and um, and he. Yeah, just he did like all these, uh, like all these. I mean, like the, the original like story that he had, like in his first like uh, his first drafts, like nowhere, like nowhere near what we have now. I mean, a lot of the you know, like basic kind of beats are the same, but it, it it's way different. He's got like all these different influences and stuff. And, like he's like I was influenced by this, and so I wanted to do a little something like this. And like I was reading like all this mythology and Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey or the hero with a thousand faces, I think it's called, and um, and he was like, I was, you know, reading all this stuff, and it just, I wanted to my story, and uh, so that was that. But like, I just feel like when Disney went to go make their uh, movies, like they were just like, all right, we didn't make it just as much as the original Star Wars movies, uh, as close as possible because that's what people love and like they're like and you know there's so many people that didn't like the prequels but at the same time there there were a lot of people that liked the prequels like you know like like I, I think I said in the earlier part like you know younger people uh who grew up with the prequels like that was their Star Wars movies you know and you're just completely like doing away with the movies that they love because you think that the original trilogy is what you know everybody loves it's like that's that's crazy man Plus, they had this opportunity to make kind of a uh, some original stuff, and it's like, ah, oh, man, you just you're just rehashing stuff from the old movies, like, and I don't know, it's just it's really evident, especially li- listening to the director's commentary. It's like, you know, I think J.J. Abrams is a really talented director, and uh, you know, he's got some great stuff under his belt. But as far as like story-wise, I just don't know how how strong he is at that because he just likes to he likes to do like the whole mystery box thing where he like sets up things and then doesn't answer those things like let's somebody else come back and answer him kind of deal and i just don't like i just don't know if that was the best way to start off the sequel trilogy because that was a huge thing when it came to the last jedi everybody was like oh all these things got set up in the force awakens and then ryan johnson comes in and he doesn't answer any of them or like like the big one like ray's parents like everybody's expecting like something like some kind of big answer for Ray's parents and the answers Ray's parents were nobodies man they like that well, that's the answer that you know Kylo Ren gives her is like they were they were they were junkers who who traded you for drinking money and uh like you no know, everybody was super upset about that answer but i mean that's that's how life is, man. That's how that's how it is. Like, you think that you'll find purpose in, in finding out this answer, but then you come to find out it it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It just yeah, just a bad circumstances. And I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I like the Last Jedi is because it, it took a lot of those kind of like uh, things that you thought would uh, be answered and stuff like that, and basically said that's not important. The what's important is like what's in front of you right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought that was a, a great lesson for Ray to learn. And then they just kind of undo it in the rise of Skywalker, uh, by making her Palpatine's granddaughter, which I'm not against. Um, but it's 
pretty evident that that wasn't the plan from the start, even though they've said multiple times that they had a plan from the start. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty evident that they kind of made it up as they go, which is fine. And I'm fine with, you know, you know, when you're creating something, making stuff up as you go and like, you know, tying something in back over here and to, you know, a, a, something that you wouldn't think that it would be connected to, but it just it seemed like with something as big as scope as this, and especially knowing that this uh, sequel trilogy is going to kind of end out the Skywalker saga, you just think that there would be a little bit more, I don't know, planning or, or, or care taken with it. Now, granted, Rise of Sky Skywalker was supposed to have a completely different director, and he ended up I guess not seeing eye to eye with the powers to be at Disney on how the movie should go, um, and so that he was replaced again by J.J. Abrams. And I just don't feel like J.J. Abrams is—I <laughs> just don't feel like he was the best person to start or finish uh, this trilogy. Um, I, like I said, like I think he's a super talented director, and uh, he's really good at doing J.J. Abrams things. But, um, and that's a weird thing. Like, when I saw that he was going to be the director of The Force Awakens, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because he did the Star Trek movie, and I really liked that. Like, I really felt like it was a, a good movie. And it didn't have, like, it didn't have all these, like, open-ended stuff and, you know, a mystery box stuff going on in that movie. Which is weird now that I think about it. Um, but, uh... Yeah, but I also remember at the, at the same time hearing that like a lot of you know longtime Star Trek fans were like, "No, this is this is not Star Trek. This is not what Star Trek is about." And uh, kind of almost like like they they Star Wars Star Trek, you know, they made it too much like Star Wars and uh, it's flashy and like like space battles and stuff like that. And well, I I kind of get that um, take on it. At the same time, I was like. When Force Awakens announced that, or that Disney announced that J.J. Abrams was going to be the director for Force Awakens, I was like, "All right, cool, cool." Like, it, it probably won't be that bad. And not to say that it's a bad movie. Um, it's just like I feel like it's like lacking in the star in the story department. And it's just like I feel like a few, just a, and it's not even like huge changes, like reshoots and stuff like that. Like I know when the Last Jedi. Uh, came out and all that they were talking about oh they need to reshoot it and just redo last jedi and i know people are still talking about like you know taking last jedi out of canon and stuff like that <laughs> i'm like okay, okay guys um that's i mean that's a little overkill but um yeah so i don't know where i was going with that i kind of just lost my train of thought <laughs> Oh dang, dude! I just it was completely off the rails, but uh, I think it's because my my phone is like the microphone kind of keeps cutting out. I don't know what it is. It's just hitting a couple of bumps, and it's like the thing kind of cuts off. I don't know if y'all will hear that in the finished uh, finished uh, file and stuff, but that's what's going on. Hitting some bumps, hitting some bumps. But uh, yeah, I don't know where I was with that stuff but anyways um so yeah just talking about kind of like it just seems like they had based everything that they were doing on 
the original trilogy and that they weren't influenced by like like other things which is just seemed kind of just seemed kind of weird um but then like you got the mandalorian like right now just knocking it out of the park and pretty pretty universally loved by uh, like star wars fans um and i don't know man it's just a huge difference like with uh john favreau um show running and then dave filoni who you know did clone wars and rebels and resistance like did these like you know pretty well beloved like cartoons in the star wars universe and uh you can just tell that the care that goes into each episode and um that they care about like the characters kind of deal um and that it's not just doing things just to make it feel like Star Wars. They're like, no, this this is Star Wars, you know? And I guess, that, I mean, that that might be a way to sum it up, too, is, like, the sequel trilogy is like, yeah, this, this feels like Star Wars. But, like, when you watch The Mandalorian, you're like, this is Star Wars, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, and it's kind of hard to put your finger on. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just... I have to wonder if it's because John Favreau and Dave Filoni, who like worked super close with uh, George Lucas when making the Clone Wars, and is like just amazing to see him rattle off information and stuff about Star Wars. I think one of the the the, the best shows on Disney Plus is uh, they do the uh, like the behind the scenes show, the Star Wars. Uh, I think it's called Gallery or something like that. Um, they do like the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian and just listen to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars, man. I just, I mean, if he just did a, a podcast where he just talked about Star Wars for like an hour, man, I'd listen to that, dude. I would just, just, just random things like, Hey, here's, uh, this character in the background of a, a new hope. Uh, his name is blah, blah, blah. And just talks about him for like an hour. I would so be into that. But then again, big nerd big star wars nerd so you know to each his own but uh yeah you just i don't know it's just it's kind of hard to put put the finger on i feel like it just i don't want to say that they care more than jj abrams or kathleen kennedy i'm not saying that i don't know it just seems like it feels like there's a lot of attention put into the mandalorian to make it not just feel like Star Wars, but be Star Wars kind of deal. Um, which is crazy, because, like, we don't even have, like, any Jedi in this stuff. Like, and, like, I'm like, you know, not going to do, like, any spoilers or anything for Season 2 stuff. But, like, there's just barely, you know, like, the Force is kind of just barely mentioned kind of deal and stuff like that. You know, like, they're doing, like, all the the other stuff in this universe without even touching on the the Jedi and the Sith and all that like it, and that's the that's the crazy thing about Star Wars like there's so much more of this universe than just the Jedi and the Sith and um yeah I think that's one of the things that the Mandalorian is is doing doing pretty good but uh yeah so uh this month uh, it's December um I might talk a little bit more about Star Wars I think I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the uh the Mandalorian um, since I didn't get to do uh, like a follow-up uh, episode on the first season, I'll probably rewatch the first season and then uh, 
we'll talk a little bit about that. I might do a spoilers episode on season two. Um, talk about that because you know, man, I got thoughts, man. I've got two episodes left, and I've got some thoughts, dude. It's crazy. Um, so I'm just, I'm super excited because like all the stuff that they've done in season two so far, I'm like. What are they holding back for the last two episodes, you know? Like, what, like, it's just been, it's been, uh, like, pedal to the floor, dude. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, watching it. Some of the stuff, like, that they're talking about spinoffs coming out from this. And, uh, going back to what I was talking about in the first part of the episode, you know, with, like, uh, like, quarantine and all that stuff. Like, I feel like Disney Plus is kind of, like, it's starting to think that, like, you know, these shows are probably a stronger future than movies until we, you know, know it's okay to, like, go back to movie theaters and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, the, the streaming service and the streaming wars are are just kicking off and stuff like that, man. Netflix, you better watch your back, Netflix. You got all these, uh, all these cats coming in, uh, all these... Uh, all these sharks, man, looking for a bite. <laughs> uh, to uh, loosely paraphrase uh, Cypress Hill. <laughs> but, uh, yep. So that's it. Uh, it's the end of the day for me. I'm fixing to go pick up my girls and take them home. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, so let's do some exit music. Piao. All right, y'all, you've been listening to Savannah Zombie Novel, uh, excuse me, Savannah uh, Zombie Podcast. There's the name of the podcast. Hey, if you uh, like what you're listening to, if you like my ramblings every week, uh, hey, I appreciate uh, a review or stars or whatever you do in the podcast uh, listening app that you prefer. Uh, Let me know. Uh, Let me know uh, if you like it. If you don't like it, hey, uh, I appreciate your opinions uh, as well. So um, either way, uh, just let me know uh, what you think of the podcast. Uh, Don't forget to check out uh, Valhalla Books, uh, latest anthology, The Devil's Due. It's available uh, for uh, Kindle and in paperback. You can get it in two days with Amazon Prime. Um, So get you a copy. And, um, yeah, don't forget to check out Oh No Zombies on YouTube. Uh, just uh, look up Dead Pixel Pictures or type in Oh No Zombies. Um, should be the first thing that comes up. Uh, I haven't really checked that, but, you know, most likely. Most likely it is. Uh, but that's it. Um, I guess I'll see you next week. All right, everybody. See you later.